welcome to another episode of the Work-Life Office Podcast. I'm Jamie Hutchison. I work at the MSU Work-Life Office as a Lifespan and Family Services Coordinator. And today, I am pleased to have Christine Lacey from the Office of Administration, who serves as the advisor for WACS, the Women's Advisory Committee for Support Staff, and Lisa Dupre from Infrastructure Planning and Facilities, who is a chair of WACS. Welcome. Thank you. First of all, I want you to talk to people about what is WAX. So as you said, it's the Women's Advisory Committee for Support Staff. And currently, our committee advises the president. Um, Formerly, we advise the executive vice president for administrative services. Um, And we advise them regarding issues that primarily affect women's support staff at MSU. Um, And basically, that's that's the main purpose of us. So WAX has been around for a while, I hear. Yes. So I wondered if you could tell us a little bit about the history of WAX. Sure. So in 1972, actually, there was a Women's Advisory Council that did report to the president in an effort to exchange information and advance women at MSU. And then in 1976, the board established three separate committees. So there's one for faculty, one for support staff, and one for students known as WACP, the Women's Advisory Committee for the Provost, which is for faculty, WACS, which is the one for support staff, the Women's Advisory Committee for support staff, and WACSIS, the Women's Advisory Committee for Student Affairs and Services, and that reports to Denise Maybank and Terry Sullivan currently. So the three together actually form um, the Women's Coordinating Council. How do people get involved with WACS? So there's a variety of ways that they can get involved. Um, They can obviously formally serve on the committee, and uh, there are a total of 17 positions based on union types. So there are positions that um, serve on behalf of each of the labor areas Um, at MSU. uh, So you have six APA, four CTU, three labor, three APSA, and one that's other, like for the nurse or police or a non-union position. And then uh, members can serve two four-year terms, and when their term expires, a call for applications is made, uh, like late fall of every year, and our nominating committee receives those applications, and they um, interview um, those who have applied, and then after they've made a decision of who they would think should be on the committee, they put it forth to the whole committee for their approval, and then that from there they go to the president for him to actually make the appointment. Other ways they can get involved in WAX is uh, we host a lot of activities, including our annual spring forum that they can attend. Uh, we also will sponsor things like on, on MLK Junior Day. Uh, we sponsor some events. And then we we have our social media, Facebook site um, that we, you know, get uh, input from them on and things like that. So if somebody wanted to be a part of WAX, would they need to be nominated by someone else or could they self-nominate? They can. Um, it can happen either way. But, but I think normally it's really a self-nomination where they apply themselves. So they want to get involved. They want to be on WAX. They'll watch your social media channels, for example, find out when there's an application, right. return those materials. That's right. Great. Yes. Yep. So it's open to all of those areas on campus yes, all. in order to represent different 
visions, different experiences. Yes, we actually have a lot of constituents that come from Flint, Grand Rapids, Extension, Detroit. So we've had a lot of different individuals that serve on the committee. So we are open to anyone. And if you are actually interested in recommending a name, you can send that to wax at msu.edu as well. Oh, great. I'm so glad to hear you have Flint and Grand Rapids and Extension because a lot of times when you're not on main campus, sometimes you feel like, oh, I really can't be involved, but they can. Are there Zoom opportunities for meetings? Absolutely. We have Zoomed in our constituents that have been off campus, and sometimes we've had members who actually have conflicts and can't leave their desks, so we've Zoomed them in as well. Oh, that's fantastic. I love how inclusive it is. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. So you meet at WAX meetings all together. Tell me what happens at WAX meetings. Yes. So um, it begins actually in late summer and early fall where the committee has a planning retreat. So there's members that are on staggered terms, so they're constantly coming in and out. So this is like the first opportunity to get together and talk about what the plans are for the year. Especially as a whole group. Exactly. So this is where we brainstorm on initiatives that are in play, conduct a scan of where things are at the university as it relates to women's support staff. And we focus on why the individuals wanted to be on the committee and things that are important to them when they did apply and what they want to see that needs to be improved. So this is basically where the goals are set and they're assigned to the different subcommittees at that point in time. Okay, I know from going to meetings there are different subcommittees. Yes. Great, I'd love to hear about those. Okay, so there are four subcommittees that serve on this committee. There's the Benefits, Work, Climate, Health, and Safety, the Diversity, Pluralism, and Inclusion Group, um, the university engagement and membership and training development and communications. So when we are working on that planning um, meeting at the beginning of the year, the group basically self-selects what subcommittees they want to be a part of and decide what activities that they want to lead for that year. So getting back to what happens at the meetings, um, at each meeting, the ex-officios join us for a short period of time. So at that point, it's the president currently. Before that, it was Satish as executive vice president for administration. We have a representative from HR, which is Sharon Butler, the work-life office, Barb Roberts, and then myself. We all serve as ex-officios, and it's our role to essentially provide an update on things from our respective offices and provide an opportunity for the members to ask questions and engage in conversation related to the various initiatives that they're pursuing. So So when I think about that piece, I think about they're not just coming up with things without someone that's in power in a position to really change things listening. They have the ear of the ex-officios both to gather expertise, but also to voice concerns. Exactly. That's fantastic. So one of the roles that I play as the advisor is really helping to facilitate whether it's data that they need or if they're trying to think about pursuing an initiative that might not be, it may be duplicated already or it's already happening in another office or there's some movement occurring elsewhere, try to guide them on what is um something that can actually occur here at the university or not and how to actually get traction and movement on that. Right. I've seen different initiatives that you have no idea how many different players might have to approve it before yes, it happens. Exactly. We're okay. So you provide yes organization. <laughs> yes, we are a complex organization. You provide that guidance so that they can actually get from their goal 
to possible implementation. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So each subcommittee, they'll meet at the meetings also. So we provide time because it's an investment. I mean, everybody has a job to do. We're all overloaded. And so we provide the time at the meeting for them to actually work as a team and move some of those things forward. And that's where they'll report out to the committee at large as to where things stand in that process. In addition, we have what we call a lunch and learn. And that's where they invite speakers from various organizations to talk about the work that they do, how it may relate to the work that WAX is working on. And that's included um, the survey team from the No More Survey, so the RVSM constituents. It's included Safe Place, the Women's Center of Greater Lansing, Women in Skilled Trades, Health for You, Implicit Bias, etc. And the Work-Life Office. Yes. I know we have been there talking about stress at work. That is true. And I sat in on a one that had RCPD which yes. was really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I hope to have RCBD in as a podcast thanks to that WAX meeting. That's so great. And that's the thing is there's so many resources and so much information here at the institution that people don't know about it. Right. And so it's also a great opportunity to just learn more about how things operate here at MSU. So let's say I work for IPF and I'm on WAX. Is it then also part of my goal or duty to go report back what I learned to other people at IPF, for yes. example? So what the members are charged with doing is not only reporting back out through social media. So we have a couple people who are charged with that role of kind of communicating whatever is learned. We post it on the website and then each member is supposed to go back to their unit and their constituents to share at staff meetings, share with their supervisors, their colleagues, and just talk about what's going on. And that may lead, as an example with IPF, perhaps an article on something that was discussed within their newsletter. Oh, fantastic. So these 17 or 18, how many were there? 17. These 17 members have a huge web. So the impact goes far beyond the 17 members. It actually trickles down to people in their units as well. Yes. Okay. That's amazing. Thank you so much for that. For anybody that's interested in joining the committee, it meets once a month for like three, three and a half hours. Um, so there's that investment of time. And then the subcommittee work, like like Christine mentioned, we do meet during uh, during the monthly meetings, but then there's work that goes on, you know, outside of that. A lot of the work we do outside of that is just kind of back and forth via email. You know, sometimes there might be subcommittee a Zoom meetings. Meeting. I know there's been a Zoom meeting yeah. about the women's networking walk or the networking walk. Right, right. Yeah. But the but the subcommittees are really where the meat of the work is done. Okay. There is some investment of time, but uh, we we've learned try not to have too many goals that you're trying to accomplish every year. You know, to focus on just one, two, maybe three things at the most. That's a great best practice to focus on quality yeah. and not quantity. because then you really get to see your goals become accomplished. Mm -hmm. That's great. Mm -hmm. I hear you talking about a lot of things that are really a benefit for being a part of WAX, the subgroups, the opportunity to take leadership roles, the opportunity to network with other people from across campus, and the opportunity to bring information back to your units or your unions or whomever you interact with. So I think that's fantastic. I want to know from your perspective... Why is WAX important to MSU? So to me, as I've worked with this group for the last six years, I find it to be such an active and dedicated committee that provides such great value to campus. As we talk about diversity at MSU, this committee as a whole brings together representatives from all unions, a variety of backgrounds, departments, perspectives, and they're all working on common initiatives. So you may have a fiscal officer working with a police officer and an admin assistant from Grand Rapids working with an elevator mechanic. 
like. And this diversity of perspective and opinion as it relates to professional development, networking, policy review, and resource development, to me, is extremely powerful. Oh, I can see the power in that. Because the more perspectives we get, we're really representing more of the women support staff that are on our campus. Correct. Yeah. And I also think it would be personally enriching to learn more about what an elevator mechanic does. Mm -hmm. What is it that you contribute to MSU? How is it that your workload is? Just understanding what the work life is for all different people on campus. I think one of the things that I always take away, and I think Lisa can share in this, is we see such growth in the women that serve on this committee. So we had an individual who um, really didn't have a lot of experience in out side of job opportunities. So she was kind of doing the same thing over and over again, and she really wanted to reach outside and accomplish some things. And she took it upon herself to learn PowerPoint and figure out how to put together a presentation and took the lead on actually working on putting together a video for our committee. And that's something she would have never had the opportunity to do. And for her, she made so many friends and individuals she would have never had an opportunity to interact with. And for her, it was so enriching. And to see her blossom and grow in the committee and her interactions with people was just beautiful. That's amazing. I think giving the opportunity, and so from a career consultant perspective, which is one of the hats that I wear, I think that's really important for people to hear that, that you can have a job where your responsibilities are X, Y, Z, but you can contribute to a committee or volunteer outside Mm -hmm. of work and build skills that can help you maybe obtain a different position or grow in your personal growth or be able to contribute more to your unit in a different way. So the fact that you're providing that kind of opportunity is really powerful. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. And I know who she was talking about. And it was it was really awesome to see that growth with her. And for me personally, I'm not a person that uh, is comfortable speaking in front of people, for example, like doing this podcast today is not a comfortable thing for me. You're doing great. Lisa. Uh, A few weeks ago at our last monthly meeting, I had to do a presentation to the president. Um, again, not something that I really enjoy doing, but it's, you know, every time I'm pushing myself to do something that I'm not comfortable doing, I realize that it's just, uh, you know, I'm just growing. Um, at the forum in March, again, I'll be doing a presentation. We have, you know, close to 500 people that attend that, and I'm going to be standing there in front of all of them and speaking. You just do it, and you you survive, and it's great, and I I really... I'm glad that I had that opportunity. It's been really wonderful to be able to be the chair of the committee this year, and uh, I, I appreciate that. Of course, and just you and I learned so much from all the women on on the committee. Too, yeah, so. I see that anytime you volunteer or put yourself out there, you often get more than you even contribute. But what I'm really proud of you about is that I was there when you gave that presentation to the president, and you did an excellent job. I would have never known that you were nervous, really. Thank you. I and I think that. about I talk again with my career consulting hat on. Um, or my counseling hat. When what do we think of like a surgeon? How do they get good at what they do? Practice. Practice. So right. the more you public speak, and the more you realize, hey, I made it through that. You build your confidence. You build your skills, and now you have a new skill that you can contribute to furthering whatever you're passionate about. Right. So that is really right. awesome. Thanks. 
Christine, I wondered, I know that you have been the advisor for the last five years for WAX, and I wondered if you could give us some of the significant contributions that WAX has made to MSU over the years. I don't think a lot of people might know Mm -hmm. things that they have seen on campus or that happened that WAX was a part Mm -hmm. of it. So first, let me say that WAX doesn't do anything alone. It's the contributions of everyone that serves on the committee. It's working with a variety of departments and colleges across campus, and in that, we have to we have to create those partnerships and collaborations to actually move things forward. And so you'll find a lot of this information on the website, but it's not all inclusive. It's just a snippet of what's taken place since 1976. There's a lot. In the beginning, before cell phones, we helped to erect the emergency green light phones that you see on campus. A lot of people don't know that. They conducted safety tours to ensure adequate lighting and dark spaces and suggested landscaping improvements that made the campus feel more welcome and safer when you're walking alone. We helped to create and establish the Jack Breslin Distinguished Staff Award with Human Resources and Private Nursing Space for Mothers with the Work-Life Office that actually brought MSU the honor in 2017 for being a breastfeeding-friendly workplace in Michigan. So they also recommended computer access rooms that are provided to labor staff so that they could check email because at the time, you know, as they're cleaning our facilities and going around campus, they didn't carry around laptops or have access to a desktop computer. And that was a need for members that were part of the committee. So they wanted to make sure that within university services, RHS, IPF, that they had those rooms. If I know one thing about campus, we are a huge campus. Yes. So if you think of someone working on grounds or doing something like that, the other thing I know about campus, the second thing is we do a lot by email. Yes. So having that access makes that a level playing field for getting information. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Most recently, though, WAX has been involved in the development and review of the campus-wide climate surveys that have gone out. So the RVSM subcommittee had come to us to talk about that No More survey and how we could best deploy that, as well as the questions that were asked. And there's also a program that's in place right now with students for menstrual hygiene products, providing that in emergency situations. And WAX also recently created a recruitment brochure highlighting positions of interest for women and so much more. (laughs) Ah, that's so many things. So first, I I think about attending MSU. I attended MSU in the 90s, um, before there were cell phones too. So knowing those phones were there as part of WAX, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. Um, And you're right about making it a more safe and welcoming environment. Oftentimes, women, when walking alone on campus, anyone on campus could be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And women in particular, knowing that we have long trapes across this campus that we have to make sometimes. And and sometimes it's late night classes. Or in Michigan, if it's winter, it could be a six o'clock class and Mm -hmm. it could be dark. So that's awesome to hear about safety. And I have heard so many Jack Breslin Distinguished Staff Award winners. I think that's been going on for a long time. A long term committee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know people that have been so personally honored by that. That's really amazing. Thank you. I see. I bet a lot of people listening had no idea of the contributions from WAX members. So that's a lot of women that have been through there making contributions. Yeah. One one of our most recent winners of that award actually was an IPF Landscape Services. So oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yep. That's great. So after hearing about your mission, all the people involved, all the subgroups, all the important things that have happened, it leads me to wonder why you decided to become involved with WAX. <laughs> I, I'm in my fourth and final term on the committee, and when I f- 
first started in the committee, I was working for IPF Sustainability. And uh, one of the things I loved about my job in that particular department is that I got to work with folks from across the campus, staff, faculty, and students, all areas across campus. Really, really enjoyed that. I would say it was, I don't know, seven, eight years ago when I first became aware of this committee, when I started going to the forums. What I liked about the committee, again, was that it was a diverse group of people from across campus and all the areas, and then, then they you know, represented the entire campus and worked on issues for the entire campus. And I, I just, I feel like I'm just making such a you know, more of an impact when I'm, I mean, of course, working for IPF, which supports the whole campus, you know, we, we, do, Absolutely. we do have an impact across the whole campus anyway. But I like getting out of my little, you know, cubicle where I, where I have an office. But I mean, I like getting out of there and that building and doing things with other people, um, you know, working and collaborating with, with other people and, this this committee has just been a great experience, um, and you know the ability to be able to do that. I just I, and I learned so much. Christine, of course, is a wealth of knowledge. She knows everybody and everything. She sure does. I use it all the time. <laughs> Tap into that knowledge. I'm, I'm going to so miss because she'll share things with us too. You know, she'll just forward emails that she's gotten of things that she thinks we might want to know. You know, and I just the information's great, and I always pass it on to the people that I work with. It's just been a wonderful experience. I learned so much. Uh, definitely feel like I've grown, and I would, you know, recommend it to anybody. So I think it's interesting. One of the things a work life office values across campus is building community across our campus. So when you mentioned getting out of my office and being able to meet with other people, I've met people that go to their building, go home, go to their building, go home um, for take your child to work day. They don't even know which cafeterias there are, what they serve, because they really come to their building and go home sometimes. So one way to combat that is by having campus-wide initiatives or initiatives that include so many people. So what you're describing is you're building a community. outside. You build one in your unit, but you're also building and connecting greater bridges to cross those silos, right, so that we can have a stronger community at MSU. Right. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. So I heard some good news recently. Yes. I heard that WAX is a recipient of the Excellence in Diversity Awards this year at MSU. Tell me about what this means to WAX. It's actually really ironic because a lot of people may not know this story, but back in 2017, Chet Magaway, he was working in RHS at the time, we asked him to facilitate one of our year-end retreats, and with that, he worked through a visualization exercise. Yeah. So he helped us to imagine where wax might be in the future, closing our eyes, imagining what we might be instrumental in, and what we might want to be known for, actually visualizing us at the ceremony, receiving an award whose efforts reach the level of excellence. And now I reflect back because I always remembered this and it was such a moving experience of intention and something that remained with me since that time. So being this continuous force in the work of WAX, I tried to guide them in their initiatives towards diversity and inclusion, which they did. And to see this actually become a reality today, like word for word, looking at that document and what was in there is just profound. 
That is so amazing. So first you're telling us make a vision board. Yeah, That's what I hear. <laughs> that we really all should think about where we want to be. You know, I really truly believe in the pro- power of your words and beliefs. Um, a lot of people probably know this about me too. If they know me, they know I win a lot of things. <laughs> and it's really because I believe it. And, I, and when I believe in something and you actually take action to, you know, enter the contest or apply for the award or do something moving towards whatever that vision is, if you believe it's going to happen, it's like the power of that vision really actually comes true. And I just believe in it. So I'm proud of everybody that has come before. Oh, absolutely. I can see it in your face. If you could see your face right now, you would know. (laughs) Um, But I think there's a power of that. It's the words that we tell ourselves matter. Right? 100%. So if we say, I'm going to nail this speech to the president, I'm going to give this presentation, I am excellent, I do know my stuff, mm-hmm. a podcast, no problem. <laughs> like the words we tell ourselves matter because they resonate within us. And then what we put out into the universe, I believe we get back. Totally. You put out good energy, good energy, good energy. Yes. And you get that back. I had someone stop by the office today and thank me for a meeting that I had probably seven months ago. And they're not even on campus anymore. They mm-hmm. literally came back just to say thank you me, thank you, and update me on what they're doing. That one visit is going to sustain me for the rest of this Aww. academic year. Because we know we are out there doing good work and we're planting seeds. So to watch it grow into being a knowledge in this type of a formal way, mm-hmm. when diversity, excellence, inclusion, all of those things are so important on our president's agenda and to really strengthening our community, to know that you're honored for that mm-hmm. work is fantastic so congratulations (laughs) why do you think wax was selected for this award the award is for excellent progress towards diversity collaboration and i truly believe they've done that they've collaborated over the years with so many units on campus to develop and implement enhancements to campus life they've created and supported a variety of activities for mlk day including a networking walk registering individuals to vote considering obviously that this year was a celebratory milestone with the passing of the 19th amendment and they support the women in skilled trades program and more We are hosting an annual spring forum actually on March 23rd that's also focused on diversity and inclusion. It's going to be facilitated by MSU Dialogues and focus on ways in which we can play an active role in creating a more inclusive and equitable workplace and community. So attendees are supposed to learn about the concept of intersectionality and strategies for interrupting bias. So I feel that for all of these reasons, that may be why we were selected. Oh, absolutely. It sounds sounds like you've checked them all (laughs) off the list. Um, You mentioned this annual forum and who the speakers are going to be. But tell me exactly for people listening that might not know, what is the annual forum? It's been held for about 20 years now. Basically, it offers an opportunity for uh, women support staff and you know anybody is welcome to, to attend. We provide them with uh, learning opportunities, um, with resources. We'll have like workshops, there'll be interactive things that might happen, we'll have presenters, we'll have panels where um, they can ask questions. The forum also was always opened by the usually the president, provost, uh, the executive vice president for administration. They'll speak at the beginning and we get to hear from them. Sometimes in the past we've had where we can ask them questions as well. So there's different formats it's taken over the years. We used to always have a, uh, a resource fair at the end, which we've kind of gotten away from that and instead have like 
door prizes that people can can win. But it, it's it's just plus, of course, there's just a lot of networking that goes on. That's I think a big a big thing. Um, you know, there's a meal that's provided. I was going to say you didn't mention lunch. Yeah, I yes. went last year for the first time, and I was really pleasantly surprised by the content, the lunch, and I got to meet people at my table that I would have probably never met otherwise. Right, yeah. right. I I really encourage people to try to mix it up and not sit with their their buddies from work. You know, it's really nice if you can sit with other people and get to know some other people on campus. One of the things, too, with this year's Spring Forum that will be facilitated with MSU Dialogues is we're actually going to intentionally have people sit with others that they don't know. Great. And if you don't know, the forum always sells out within days. So we want you to keep an eye on things. Where can we find out as soon as it opens? So we encourage individuals to join our Facebook group, not the page. So if you search MSU Wax or the MSU Women's Advisory Committee, for support staff within Facebook, you'll actually have to answer a couple questions to join the group. This is where we will first post the link to register for the forum, so you'll have an insider's view, and then after that, we'll directly email constituents on campus. But tune in, because it does sell out quickly, and there's only 500 seats. Oh, I'm going to be watching that page. As you know, I contribute to that that group. I believe, is it like mid-February that there should be all happening as far as getting registered? And she's right, two two to three days, and it's it's full. It's full. So, and that's almost, like, almost 500 people. So. so you've covered why it's held, who it's for, and what you can tell us about this year's forum. Is there anything else that we should know about the forum? Basically, it's going to be very informational and interactive this okay. year. I really think the things that they're going to be talking about are critical to MSU's future and making sure that we're a very inclusive and collaborative institution as a whole. So Great. I think it's going to be really beneficial. I'm excited for it. I'm going to be signing up right away as soon as I hear about it. So we talked a lot about what you've accomplished in the past, who's involved, what impact you've had on campus. What do you hope the future holds for WAX? Well, I'm sure that as it has, it will continue, WAX will continue to be a valuable asset um, and resource to the president. I think it's just going to you know, continue to be very important. When you have this long of a history of empowering women, allowing them to professionally develop while at the same time contributing to the overall wellness of the campus. I think that the sky is the limit and I can't wait to see what comes in the future for WAX. Is there anything else you want people to know about WAX that we haven't already talked about? I think the only thing I'd like to say, I mean, we've covered so much great information and I think you've summed up um, really what they stand for in so many words in a great way. Um, you know, we're a huge campus and there's 17 positions that become available. And when we do the call for applications, we have way more than what we could ever accept. But just because you're not on the committee doesn't mean you can't get involved. So, oh, that's really good to yeah, know. Yeah, we really, we want feedback. We want information. We want collaboration. So send an email to wax at msu.edu if you have any thoughts or suggestions or ideas. Or um, maybe you might want to present to the group to talk to them about an initiative yes, you're working on. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we really just want to bridge the gap and, and make continued connections all over campus. I, I will add that if you attend the forum, um, also, we, we would love it if you would fill out the survey that's sent out after the forum. Oh, because yeah. that's one of the ways that we get ideas for what our future forums are going to be about. You want input from people yes, to bring do. them what they want and need. Yes. We and that's want, a great way to what, find you know, that out. What, what forum topics um, and what should we be working on, you know, as, as a committee? Um, you know, what is there issues that you want us to, to look at? So if people are interested in learning more about WAX, where could they find more information? 
join the Facebook group. We're trying to grow the membership. That's where we do a lot of our communicating as well as you, if you just check out the website, we really try to keep things current out there in terms of what they're working on, the different initiatives. If you look at all the subcommittee members, you can kind of see their terms and when they expire as well as the initiatives that they're working on as a subcommittee. Um, they recently created LinkedIn and Instagram. So you can follow things through those social oh, channels great. as well. I'll do that. I haven't done that part. Oh, good. Instagram. You'll be LinkedIn. like number three. Great. <laughs> I like to be the beginning of a good trend. I'm That's totally awesome. good at that. Well, I really want to thank you, Christine and Lisa, for taking the time today to talk about WAX. But more than that, I want to thank you for your commitment to supporting women on campus, for women to be able to develop leadership and for all the good that you do for every single person on this campus. So keep up the great collaborations, keep up the great work, and I will be in attendance at the Excellent and Di- Excellence and Diversity Awards this year, and I will be there to cheer you on as you receive your award. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So for those of you out there that want to learn more, please visit their website or their Facebook page or group, and you'll be able to get more information. And this has been another episode of the MSU Work Life Office podcast. I'm Jamie Hutchison, and I look forward to seeing you next time.